Praise God. Do we need him? Sing it with your heart. Let's sing it again. Yes. scriptures this morning turn our attention to John chapter 16 verses 33 John 16 33 Yohanan de Susheshampana Ramatiyayam Nupatimunam Vakyam Amen. Somebody read it. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance that stands against the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit, we bind it in Jesus' name. And we take victory in the house of God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Today's message is titled, Cheer Up. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Cheer up. Cheer up. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't think I'll be able to conclude this. So the first part of this message, we're going to put a subtitle to it. When trouble comes troubling you, Jesus says, cheer up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When trouble comes troubling you, Jesus says, Cheer up. I'm going to read that verse in the Amplified Version. 
I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustrations, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, be certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Amen. When trouble comes to trouble you. Amen. You know, we live in a world where we hear, see, I witness nothing but trouble. Trouble is all over the place. Praise God. And trouble has tend, it has, it is trying to take away the peace, the calm that surrounds people's lives. Unexpectedly, we hear things happening around us, whether it's in the good old America where we think that everything is safe or in the European nations or wherever it is around the world. We see that trouble is constantly brewing, threatening, intimidating lives, taking peace away from people all over the world. Amidst every confusion and chaos that goes around the world, the word of God, the promises of God is given to the children of God saying that I have given you peace. Be of good cheer. Amen. Hallelujah. Troubles and trials, they come in various sizes, various shapes, various shades, in various forms at various times. There is no one in this world who's never ever troubled at one point or the other. Regardless of what your status is, whether you're single or married, whether you're young or old, whether you're affluent or poor, it does not matter. Trouble has a tendency to come knocking at your door. When trouble comes knocking at your door, Jesus says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Praise God. The promises that Christ has given in the word, they are not simply to be memorized. They are not simply to be written down on index cards. The promises have been given with their purpose so that when the need comes, you can pull them out and you can stand on the promises. You can claim the promises and experience what God has promised you and me, praise God. When God gives a promise of protection and deliverance, uh, that means the Lord looks ahead into the future. He gives you a preview, not only a foreword, which allows you to be forearmed. So sometimes the word of God.
God and the Spirit of God will forewarn you. The forewarning is given so that we can be forearmed, be ready and prepared so that when trouble comes, praise God, you and I cannot, will not, should not be shaken by the trouble that comes. Praise God. You know, Jesus looking into the future, knowing what is about to unveil in the lives of the disciples, he tells them, listen, be of good cheer. Praise God. I have told you, I have given you a heads up in this world. You have trials, troubles, and tribulation. Praise God. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Job writes that in the book of Job, this is how it goes in 5-7. Yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Everyone will go through trouble. That's being realistic. You know, in the world, you can find people in generally, you can categorize them in three groups. One is that group they are very pessimistic, you know. They look at everything. They have nothing but to complain. They only see the bleak part. They only see the glass half empty. They are always pessimistic of, the, of, the, of today. They are always pessimistic about the future. And then there is the optimistic group of people. You know, the optimistic group of people, they only talk about everything that is positive. They only see the glass which is half full. They ignore the glass which is half empty and they just hold on to that optimistic uh, inside. And then there is another group of people, they are realistic, you know. They take everything into consideration and they are realistic. They evaluate everything and they, in their forecast, they are realistic. But there is a fourth group of people that the Bible talks about. They don't fall under, under the pessimistic group of people. They do not fall under the optimistic group of people. They don't fall under the realistic group of people. They are what you call, I would call them, the faithistic people. Who are they? What is that? What is that? They are neither optimistic. They are neither pessimistic. They are not realistic. They are what? What does that mean? Huh? They see through the lens of faith. Praise God. And I call them the fantastic group of people. Praise God. The faithistic group of people who see things through the glass of faith, through the lens of the scripture. Praise God. They do not deny the challenges that is before them, but through faith they say what Jesus would say. Through faith they would say what the scriptures would say. Through faith they would stand on the promises of God and they would say, yea, there is trouble. Yea, there is trials. Yea, 
that there is tribulation, but we are of good cheer, for Jesus has overcome the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some troubles are spontaneous. They are caused by people around us that we or events around us that we have no control on. Absolutely no control on. We cannot control it. There is no point in, in worrying about it. But what do we do? We trust in the Lord who has given us the promise to hold on to. Some troubles are caused by things around us. But some troubles, they come from within. We ourselves become the source of some troubles that we experience in our lives. Sometimes when we try to figure out what is the source of a trouble or try to figure out the root of the trouble, look no further. Just walk into your room, stand before your mirror and ask the mirror, 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 who is the troublemaker? The mirror will talk back to you and say, you're looking at him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when someone else is troubling you, it is not in your control. But when you are the cause of trouble, what we ought to do is we ought to fix that cause so that we can enjoy what God wants to do in our lives. When we violate the principles of God's word, when we violate the perimeters that God has set, when we violate the boundaries that God has set when we violate the benchmark that God has set when we go against the spoken revealed the will of God praise God then we experience in the physical spiritual emotional relational level we experience what trouble praise God but Trouble has the potential to reveal our strength and our weaknesses. It has the potential to reveal the weak, to reveal our own weakness and our own strength. When trouble comes knocking at our door, we will realize how strong we are, how weak we are. And it's at those moments we will realize whether we can truly trust in the Lord, put confidence in the Lord, and hold fast to God and His ways. Praise God. It is at that time when we see everything around us is shaking and going haywire. When everything around us seems to be going berserk, you trust in God and His word praise God if you start shaking it shows how little our strength is praise God it is at the same time you and I are given an opportunity when trouble comes knocking at our doors to turn our trials into triumphs to turn our testings into testimonies to turn our problems into promoting the cause of God when trouble has a tendency to traumatize us 
to threaten us, to intimidate us. Every believer, when you go through such a season in your life, do not allow trouble to traumatize you, but rather you take victory in the name of Jesus. Every believer is either overcome by trouble or you become an overcomer. And Jesus wants us not to be overcome by trouble, but he wants us to become overcomers. Praise the Lord. That is what the Lord expects from each and every one of us. When we look at the scripture, we can understand when trouble came knocking, the same trouble, it revealed weakness of a person at the same time, the strength of another person. One day trouble came knocking at King Saul's door in the form of Goliath. And we see instead of trusting the Lord, he was, the Bible says, he was distressed and he was afraid but the same trouble we see that David looked at that trouble and he was not shaken but he used the same trouble and he said you come against me with the sword with the spear and with the javelin but I come in the name of of the Lord. The same trouble, praise God, redefines our lives. Folks, when trouble comes, praise God, may it reveal the strength that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Throughout the Word of God, we can see that the men and women of God, they, when their seasons of trouble, praise God, they allowed that season to unveil a new dimension about God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In a dimension that they have never ever seen, heard, or experienced. Praise God. Quite often, the troubles that comes in our lives will become a springboard to reveal, unveil a new dimension about God that we serve. You look at the trouble that Job experienced in his life. And towards the latter part, he says that I had only heard about you. Now my eyes have seen you. Praise God. If there is anybody in this house, I want to remind you, maybe you are going through a season of trouble and trials in your life. Hold on to God's word. Hold on to God's word. Hold on to God's word. Praise God. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If there is a dusk in your life, there is surely going to be a dawn that's coming your way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, it's wonderful to know that in the midst of trouble that you can experience the love of God in a way that you have never experienced before. Talk to any man of God, any woman of God who has gone through a season of trials and troubles. They will tell you that they have never ever experienced such warmth and love of God as they have ever experienced 
in their lives. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, he assures you that I have loved you with an everlasting love. That I will never ever leave you, nor would I ever forsake you. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to give you the word this morning. If you're going through a season of trouble, that the Lord loves you. Praise God, and he will see you through. You all know, heard about Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon. He was known as a prince of the preacher. He was a man who was familiar with trouble in his life. When he went through that season of trouble, this is what he wrote down. And I quote, on some few occasions, I have had troubles which I could not tell to any but my God. And I thank God that I have, for I have, I have learned more of my Lord than that at any other time. End quote. Praise God. What is he saying? He's saying that, listen, it's the season of trouble. I have learned and experienced God in a, in a manner that I have never ever experienced in our lives. Praise God. Folks, trouble might be a reality is a reality but what do you do with it praise God hallelujah Mary Catherine was born Mary Catherine Wagner was born during the great depression she had a lot of challenges in her lives growing up her father was a TB patient tuberculosis and she had a lot of challenges. She had to take care of her sick father, run her home, cook the meals at the same time, go to school. It was tough for her. Praise God. Her mother, because there was no other breadwinner at home, had to work 14 hours a day to sustain the family. So she had all this responsibility on her. She desired to become a medical doctor. But there was no funds available. So she gave up the dream of becoming a medical doctor. Soon she was married. She had three children. And her husband cheated on her. And that was the end of it. She decided that she's going to get another husband. Hoping that would bring comfort in her lives. One month into the wedding, that man passed away. Moved into a third relationship, which also ended in calamity. Finally, she was struck with a very strange disease. Going through all these trials and trouble in her life. Her mother kept pumping only the one word again and again into your ear, into her ears, saying, you can do it, do not give up. You can do it, do not give up. Mary grew up hearing those words in every season when, when hardships turned into bitterness in our lives when moment when things were just just going crazy in our lives her mother who loved her only spoke this word saying pray don't give up 
do not give up. You can do it. Finally, Mary decided that she was going to try. Even through all these challenges in life, we'll try on a business venture. She started the business venture, which is known as the Mary Kay Cosmetics. You and I have probably heard about it. That's one of the largest direct selling companies, Mary Kay Cosmetics. That was born out of frustration, out of trial, trouble of a person. Do you know why I share this? It's not only because it is a success story. I share this to bring your attention to something. Going through a roller coaster experience of her life, the words of a mother boosted her, pumped in her confidence. The words of a human mother that says, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. This morning, I want to draw your attention to the word of my heavenly father. His word is unchanging. His word has stood the test of time. And if a word of a human being can pump so much confidence in a woman, how much more the word of the living God, how much more this word should give you confidence in your season of Praise God. He says, I will never leave you, nor would I ever forsake you. His word says, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When you are in trouble, praise God. Either he will give you the strength to run through the trouble or he will give you the strength to run over the trouble or he will give you the strength to rebuke that trouble but either way he will see you through that trouble amen hallelujah praise god why do you think jesus gave this preview to his disciples because he knew what the disciples were going to face and he knew praise god that when they go through that season, he did not want them to be shaken up in their lives. It is very interesting to see when you read that verse, that to see the stark contrast of what Christ is saying. He is saying, what does he say? In him, in me, you have what? Peace. In the world, what do you have? You have trials and trouble, but in me, you have you know, when you look at the words of Jesus that is, as it is recorded in the Gospels, there are many occasions when Jesus spoke the word, be of good cheer. In fact, Jesus, he encouraged his disciples. He told them what's, what is in store for them, but at the same time, he encouraged his disciples repeatedly over and over Praise God. He, dis, he, how he, he, he gave that word of encouragement by saying, be of good cheer. Praise God. And I want to bring a few of them to you this morning. That one of the, 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 the good cheer encouragement is given. It's known as the cheer of pardon. 
the good cheer of pardon. It was given to the paralytic man who was lowered down from the roof by four of his friends. Jesus looked at that man and said, what did he say? Cheer up for your sins have been forgiven. Wow. The cheer up of The cheer up of forgiveness. People whose sins have been forgiven. They ought to be people who are what? Cheered up. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, cheer up. Cheer up. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, cheer up. Praise the Lord. They have their little, little cheer up going on there. Praise God. Cheer up. Why? 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 Because my sins have been forgiven. Imagine this. These four guys who brought this, this paralytic man and dropped them right in front of Jesus, you think they were ready for a spiritual jargon from Jesus? That was the last thing that they wanted to hear. That's the last thing that they wanted to hear was that your sins have been forgiven. Quite often, that's the case in the church too. We don't want to be here. We don't want to hear your sins have been forgiven. But Jesus looks at the man and says, Cheer up! Your sins have been forgiven. Which was easier? To heal this man? Or to tell him your sins have been forgiven. To heal the man. Jesus all he had to do was. Perhaps speak. Or touch him. To forgive our sins. He had to do what? What did he have to do? He had to die for you and for me. Praise God. So Jesus who gave up his life for us, this morning is saying what? Cheer up. Your sins have been forgiven. Just like the paralytic man, the guilt of our sin can paralyze us, can traumatize us, can put a shadow upon our lives. It can immobilize us. He can hold your walk with God. This morning, if your walk with God has been halted, he reminds you that his forgiveness available at the cross. Praise God. He says, cheer up. Your sins have been forgiven. Look at your neighbor. Smile at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but my sins have been forgiven. Some I say most of them are not saying. I know why they're not saying. They're not sure. If you're not sure, I'm letting you know that your sins have been forgiven. Praise God. And if it has not been forgiven this morning, just go out to him and do what? Talk to him. Repent of it and you will experience that joy, 
that comes from knowing that your sins have been, praise God, forgiven. And you can continue your walk with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The cheer up of pardon. Amen. The next time Jesus says is the cheer up of his presence. You know when Jesus said, cheer up, be of good cheer, for it's me. Anybody remember when was that? Cheer up, for it's me. In the middle of the storm. When the disciples were at the sea and they were at the middle of the storm, when it seemed that the storm would engulf them, would bring them into the sea, Jesus walks on the water, comes to them and says, Hey, cheer up, it's me. When Jesus came to them walking on the water, what did the disciples think he was? What did they say he was? Huh? They thought it's a spirit. They thought it's a ghost. You know, if it was today, we would have called who? We would have called the Ghostbusters. Right? We would have called the Ghostbusters. But they could not call on no Ghostbusters. They just cried out. And Jesus said, be of good cheer, for it's me. Are you? In a stormy situation this morning? Praise God. Do you feel that your boat is being rocked and that it's going out of control? Maybe it's your personal life. Maybe it's the boat of your family. Maybe it's the boat of your relationship. Maybe it's the boat of your finance. Maybe it's the boat of your health. Regardless of what it is, if you are intimidated and threatened and traumatized, the Lord is saying, be of good cheer, for it's me. Be of good cheer. I speak the word of peace. Peace, if you're with me, you have the peace you have trouble you have trials but remember I have overcome the world amen he speaks the word of peace when you are troubled amen when you are shaken when you are about to give it up he appears to you and he tells you it's me praise God Hallelujah. Through those dark hours of life, praise God. Call to Him. He will come to you in a way, praise God, that He has never ever come before. His presence brings His peace, His presence brings His provision. His presence brings His protection. His presence brings His purpose. His presence unveils the plan of God for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, He says, be of good cheer for it's me. All eyes closed. We're going to conclude. We will continue with it next week. All eyes closed. Praise God. 
has trouble been knocking at your door? Hallelujah. Are you troubled by trouble? Has trouble stepped into your life, into your home, into your work, into your relationship? Praise God. Hallelujah. Allow the peace of God and the promises of God to work through in your life, enabling you to come out as a victor. God has not called any one of us to be victims, but he has called us to be victorious. Turn your trials into triumphs. Turn your tests into testimony. Praise God. May the troubles serve to remind you that your God is bigger than your trouble. May your troubles serve to remind you that God can give you strength to run through those troubles. As the psalmist David said, By my God, I shall charge against these troops. By my God, I shall scale these walls. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. The Lord says, His peace is with you. Anybody in the house who is troubled, regardless of what size and shape that trouble is, what is that source of trouble? If you are going through that season of trials in your life, slip your hands up. We're going to be praying with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. As high as you can. Praise God. As you lift your hands up, by faith, touch it. By faith, reach out to Him. He says, be of good cheer. It's I. Praise God. He says, be of good cheer. For you have been pardoned. You can continue that walk with me. My Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. We commit our brothers and our sisters into your hands this morning. Regardless of what is troubling them. In the name of Jesus, we speak peace in their lives. We speak victory in their lives. We speak deliverance in the name of Jesus. We speak the work of God to be fulfilled in their lives in the name of Jesus. We take victory in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. God willing, we will continue with it next week. We want to give thanks to the Lord before we conclude. With prayer and benediction, uh, we want to acknowledge Tony and Rachel who got into family life yesterday. We have a tradition here. We want to bless them and we want to pray for them as a church. As we sing a song, uh, Tony and Rachel is going to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the 